Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Preach the Peach. I'm Sage. And I'm Alyssa. And we're the co-founders of Peach Pack, an online community that is having pretty radical conversations about womanhood. We're bringing late night sleepover chats from behind closed doors straight to your ears. On today's episode of Preach the Peach, we are dissecting influencer culture, specifically that girl trend. Which, if you aren't all over TikTok because you're boring as fuck, this is the girl who wakes up at 5am, drinks ice almond matcha lattes, manifests her intentions, yada, 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 you get the vibe. And yes, we are not, not that girl. (laughs) As big consumers of this type of content, we chat about how this culture affects the way we use social media and in particular, why we feel fucking weird uploading hot photos of ourselves. Three, two, one. We're live. And we're live. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Preach the Peach. Word of the potty. Let's do it. Okay. So what is word of the potty for new listeners, Sage? Word of the potty. I'm loving this new title. We just gave it. (laughs) We have a bowl of words sitting in front of us. (gasps) Shit, man. Alyssa just spilled. Elisa just spilled the rosé. No, and it's really nice rosé. No. Okay, we're just going to have to pause this. One sec, yo. Okay, we're back. Got red wine now. Got red wine, cleaned up the mess. Word of the potty. Word of the potty. For new listeners, we have got a bowl in front of us with a bunch of words in it. And we pick out a word at the beginning of every episode and... There are two things we want to happen. One, we want you to take this word with you and apply it to your day. And secondly, we are going to try see how it relates to the podcast episode. Yeah, we're going to try. Yeah, let this like, what's the saying? Like, let it be over our heads as we enter this conversation. Yeah. Okay, so what's the word? Inspiration. Inspiration. inspiration (laughs) so basically we hope this content is going to be of inspiration to you guys and also going into your day may you be inspired but that's not the word (laughs) well root word yeah root word same thing yeah yeah add anything i'll just say i think being inspired is 
is important to having yeah. a good day. <laughs> no, seriously, like mm. when you're sitting at your computer doing your work, it's often hard to remain motivated and inspired. Yeah. Um, but ask yourself, you know, why am I doing this? How can I make this more enjoyable and inspiring? Yeah. 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 Um, okay, and now we're going to go into the episode and let's see how inspiration comes up. Yeah. Okay, love. Okay, what are we talking about? What are we talking about? Well, so basically, we came across this video. Actually, Lily, my uni friend, sent me this video. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> and I sent it on to you. Yes. And Shout out. <laughs> shout out, shout out. <laughs> um, and basically, it kind of was centered around this whole that girl trend, which I think is – it came from TikTok, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that And girl. then it's, like, kind of filtered into, like, YouTube videos, Instagram posts. Yeah. Um, and this YouTuber will link the video, but she basically is deconstructing that whole trend – how like it's impacting viewers going in depth like socio sociologically yeah she really gets like very theoretical and academic yeah like it's really really good yeah but for those of you who are a bit confused that girl Mm. put very very simply yeah she's the girl that you see on youtube on instagram who lives a very aesthetically pleasing Mm. productive day Mm. so like she'll wake up and she has a really in-depth morning routine Mm. she makes coffee iced coffee specifically Mm. um she journals she manifests yeah and then she works and then she goes for a walk and then she reads yeah her day is full with all these really productive tasks yeah but there's something different about that girl she's also imperfect and i think we wanted to highlight that because Mm. you know look at Instagram early, you know, 2013, 14, 15, Mm. when influencers first became a thing, the culture surrounding influencers was very much about how to portray a very perfect life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she looked perfect all the time. She was face tuned. Um, And I think what distinguishes that girl to, you know, that type of influencer is that she portrays herself as being imperfect as well. Like you were saying, you know, she speaks about mental health problems or she'll document herself laying low if she's feeling a bit shitty. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, I guess makes her a lot more relatable. Yeah. And I think people, it's more authentic to what we have seen in the past when it Mm. comes to, yeah, the type of influencers or the type of like content creators that we follow Mm. Um, because usually it's very – you used to term something like highlight reel. Highlight reel. So in the past, I feel like Instagrammers, it's all been very manufactured photos, very like highlight reel worthy in that capturing very specific moments, you know, photo, what's the Photoshopping, like the aesthetic, making everything look really appealing. But I think with that girl trend, it's kind of there's a rawness to it. Yeah. It's like the the weirder the better. Mm-hmm. The more rogue photos you have of your work set up, amazing. Yeah. Like if you have a pimple on your face, like go off. Like people yeah. fucking love that. So I think the difference in the two over time is really interesting. And I think like we're now in a 
in an era mm-hmm. where the that girl that we're talking about is is kind of the norm I want well Mm. at least for my social media feed like that's the norm no definitely whereas in the past those were the type of influences that were on the fringes yeah definitely I feel like old school influences it was very much focused on how they looked makeup yeah close-ups of their face like that shiny grimmond exactly shiny grimmond you know makeup look Tanya Burr makeup look yeah to you know that girl trend, it's all about the aesthetic as a whole. Yeah, so, you like know, your life. Her face might not be in it, but like her outfit is. Yeah. And her holding her coffee is. <laughs> yeah. And her I, watering her plants. Exactly. Her taking her meds. Like, so it's kind of moved from just about, it's moved from the focus of that person to like the whole holistic. Them holistically. Yeah, lifestyle. I think that's what's really interesting to talk mm. about and something we're going to unpack. Yeah. We've got a little snippet from the video that we watched. Yeah. She r- explains that girl trend very clearly. And and she's got like a really beautiful French accent. She really does. Wait, babes, you're going to need to play in your yeah. phone. She seems to have it all figured out. On social media, you'll find a bunch of morning routines, productive day in my life, what I eat in a day, etc. Those videos combine different elements like a sense of order, um, repetition, a recurring pastel-like aesthetic. Another very important feature of that girl is the notion of time. Time cannot be wasted. The alarm clock rings at 7 after 8 hours of sleep. The workout lasts 30 minutes. The workday, eight hours. You have to read another 100 pages today. No more than 30 minutes of Instagram or TikTok. You see, even leisure is measured. That girl knows how to find balance between social life and work or fitness. She is your ideal self in a way. Whoa. (laughs) She is your ideal self in a way. Wow, lots to unpack. Yeah. Before we do... We just want to say and make it clear that we are big consumers of this trend, right? Like, I fucking love it. Yeah, I fucking love it. it. Like, (laughs) um, list some of your favorite YouTubers. (laughs) Well, you know, actually, it's ironic because every YouTuber she talks about in this video, they're like my favorites. So I love Jenny, How to Live. I love Moya. I I think it's Moya Mawini or something. I love. You know, Sarah's day sometimes, mm. like, I freaking love. Mm-hmm. Um, Margot Lee. Mm-hmm. Jen M. Oh, we love Jen M. Emma Chamberlain. Yeah. What about for you? Oh. All of those. Alia. Alia Zeta, I think Yeah, and the New York one that we love. <gasps> What's her Michelle name? Michelle Choi. Oh, love <gasps> Michelle. Love Michelle Choi. No, I like, like she is. Soothing. I love Mich- Michelle Choi. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, we are consumers of this. We love it. Yeah. Lay in bed, honestly, hours pass of me watching daily routines, my productive morning routine, a day in my life. What I eat in what a day. I, what I eat in a day, exactly. And I don't think there's a problem with that. Mm. But I think what's interesting to talk about is because we've moved from, you know, only being exposed to influencers as these perfect people to mm. influencers who perfectly imperfect. Perfectly imperfect. Mm. Is there still a performative action at play here? Yeah. And I think that's what the video really like. There's a number of things that she does highlight, whether it be, you know, the productivity element with capitalism um, and 
a few other things, but in particular this idea of performance mm-hmm. and the dynamic between having thousands of viewers watching these influencers' videos and as authentic as you may be trying to come across, there is still a performativity element that yeah. you're, you've got a camera in front of you and whether you like it or not, you're probably making decisions to come across a certain way to your followers. Yeah. And like, I can give a bit of an anecdote, but on TikTok, this trend is really big. Like girls post videos that are a minute long and they get up and they show you their morning routine or a day in their life. So I was like, you know what? Let me try to do it. I did like a little mini (laughs) daily vlog. And although it is exactly what I did in my day, like Mm. I woke up, I did some work, I made a smoothie, I journaled. (laughs) Like I did those things. Yeah, and you do those things. And I do those things. There was still a performative element there. Like Mm. I was setting the camera up in a specific way to make my background look nice, which Mm. took like a lot of time. (laughs) Or like I was like, I want to... I, although I love smoothies and do make them often, mm. I have other breakfast options, but I specifically chose a smoothie mm. because it looks gorgeous on camera. Yeah. <laughs> like that image of like the smoothie coming out of like the blender. Exactly. And it's perfectly like wavy into the freaking glass. Exactly. We love. But, you know, I then intertwined some elements that made me still come across as like a real person. So <laughs> I was really shaky after my, after exercising and I went to go, uh, put on some moisturizer and my hand was shaking like fucking crazy. Yeah. And I caught that on camera and I put that in, you know? So it's like, oh, you're real. I'm real, <laughs> you know? You get the shade. Yeah. And it just, when I uploaded it, I was reflecting and I was like, I did this. Mm. This is really me, but it's also not really me. Like yeah. I had so many thoughts that went on in my head during this mm. whole process that I didn't express in the video. Yeah. And, you know, when you, edit it together and it and it's so quick especially on tiktok like it's Mm. a minute long it makes it look really quick and nice Mm. and like aesthetic aesthetic and it's like that's not necessarily how i felt like i didn't Mm. feel like that girl i just felt like me and me is a very like imperfect person yeah it's so interesting because as well from a viewer's perspective then how we then relate to these content creators Mm -hmm. or influencers um Like we're very much, I'm just reading this part that we have from that video where it's like conforming to the character they have created. Mm. So we view them as these people in a way we kind of idealize their, Mm. you know, their, their habits, their routines, and we stick them in these molds. Like this is who they are. And in a way it's like when they don't live up to that or they show signs of not, yeah, fulfilling that. Um, those standards, those standards, then we almost don't know what to do with that. Yeah. You know, like there was an anecdote in this video where it's like Moya, um, who's a YouTuber, she uploaded a bunch of like lockdown vlogs mm. and like, you know, often expressing like social angst and insecurity around things opening up again. And, and her I, routine was very much lockdown focused. Yeah. So it was very controlled. She would wake up and had a very specific routine. hundred percent. Which people really like latched onto. And gravitated towards. And then when her content started, you know, changing because Dublin, which is where she was living, started opening up again, you know, she started being social again. Viewers were like, oh, you know, we missed the 
the lockdown lawyer. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think about, you know, people obviously change like their realities and circumstances like adapt and whatever. But it's like, we get so hooked to this narrative, this lifestyle that they create. Mm -hmm. And it's so ironic because as consumers, Mm. we, we tell influencers that we want them to be real and authentic. And we give influencers shit when we feel like they have betrayed us or they're not Mm. being like real to themselves or they work with a brand that isn't aligned with them yeah but then we have this case with Moya where it's like of course her life's gonna change when lockdown ends yeah but then we're like but why aren't you the lockdown Moya why aren't you we miss that why aren't you you know living up to those standards that you like place yeah and it's like they can't win yeah I feel like that example maybe for some listeners is very specific. Like if Mm. you don't watch Moya, maybe you're finding it really hard to grapple with what we're um, talking about. But I think in general, it's kind of this idea that we... You can apply it to celebrities or just online culture in general. Yeah, that people you follow and, you know, having very fixed ideas of who they are, what they represent based on the content that they're posting and sharing. And then when they do something that's maybe a bit off brand or like, I don't know, you know, something different, you're kind of like earth shattered. Yeah. What the hell? This isn't the person that I knew. Yeah. (laughs) Like this isn't the person that I followed. Yeah. Is there anything else like we want to talk about in relation to that video? Um, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. I think we've unpacked that girl. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I do think the one thing that we were saying as well before Mm. this idea around productivity and capitalism, Mm. I also think is really interesting because it's like with capitalism, it's like, forcing you to operate in a very specific context and I think you can see that play out in these videos it's like you have to be productive you're Mm. working towards something like yes you may have an off day but you're still you're you're on the grind you're you know Mm -hmm. cog in the wheel like blah 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 yeah Um, and I think like sometimes when I watch those videos like they have a twofold effect you know sometimes I'll be watching them and I'll be like, yeah, motivated, inspired. Yeah. Oh. oh. But then other times I'll kind of be watching them and feeling shit about myself. Like, oh, mm. these people are like working away, like fucking waking up at five o'clock in the morning, like doing their things. And like, mm. I'm struggling to get out and of I'm bed. I'm sitting here watching them do yeah, that. <laughs> exactly. So, And that's why I think Emma Chamberlain is quite mm. interesting because she – she doesn't really follow that girl trend because she doesn't post videos of daily routines, productive mm. day in the life. If anything, she does the opposite of her just like lying in bed, like eating a fruit. And I think that's quite interesting because, mm. and we were saying, sorry, how like we trust her wholeheartedly. Like mm. it's pretty funny how she can go from lying in her bed in LA doing nothing, not socializing (laughs) to going to a Louis Vuitton fashion show in Paris. And we accept that for her and like, like that because she's got a way of showing us a lot of different sides to her. So, and it's not overt. It's not like I'm obsessed with fashion. Watch me do like a five outfit, you know, what I wear in a week video. It's just, she'll film herself going to the thrift store buying clothes it's just a part of her it's I just guess. a part of her exactly yeah and so then we don't mind that she's 
you know, mm. going to Paris to these fashion shows because we're like, she's really into fashion and mm. she showed that to us in a very subtle way. Yeah. But then at the same time, I'm like, God, <laughs> that's also setting a really high standard and expectation yeah. for these influencers. Yeah. Because not everyone can be Emma Chamberlain and have millions of people watch you do nothing. Yeah. You know, they need, a lot of influencers need um, that like structure and mm. those clickbaity type videos. Yeah. To engage an audience yeah yeah it's so interesting like we could be talking about this I for know. ages because there is so much because then as well yeah it's like we accept for emma emma i'm mm. on a first name basis with Ooh. her we we accept for M her M emma that yeah these are just parts of her like but as a whole i think she ties into this like oh my god like sad girl like yeah. you know like mopey aesthetic mm. which that sounds really reductive <laughs> and really cutthroat, but that's, I think she'd say I'm sure that. She she'd claim that. Yeah. Like, I'm sure she still feels like she's performing. Yeah, exactly. When she's recording. And that's the point is like, it's still a show and it's still, you know, she's rep she's trying to be as true um, to her identity as possible and, you know, take us through her life and blah, blah, blah. But like at the end of the day, it's still a performance. Like I find it very hard to believe that she'd have the camera in front of her and not like put on a bit of a show. Like no, she's going to be more self-deprecating, more yes. self-loathing, yeah. like because she knows that that's why people watch her content. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. No. Like I think the reason why I'm intrigued at this like analysis is because I think a lot of the time we're very then harsh on, on these people and mm. like – Emma has somehow seemed to escape it. But, like, if Emma started doing something really out of character, she would probably get so much hate. Yeah. But it's like, if you recognize, wait, she's performing for us. She's providing us with content that we yeah, want to see. Exactly. We may go more easy on them. Yeah. A hundred percent. And just accept it for what it is. Like, yeah. These are just, like content creators that yeah. are bringing me joy. Yeah. Also something that I think I went through a phase of being mm -hmm. like, I, I was questioning like why influencers are a thing or mm. why we obsess with watching YouTube videos. Mm. And I think at the end of the day, just like a really pure way of looking at it is like, we're obsessed with people. We have, yeah. you know, that's why you, we build connections with people in our, in our everyday life because we want to feel connected. Mm. We want to feel, yeah, connect with people. And so social media has just provided us with a platform to do that with people that maybe you haven't met in real life, but it's just a way for you to like be observe, observe and mm. be interested in other people's lives. And yeah. I think, yeah, I think we're inherently really interested yeah. in what other people choose to do with their time and hobbies and whatever. Yeah. And so social media is just a way of doing that. And I don't, I don't think there's a problem with that. I think as well, like I, I definitely agree. I think though, there is a bit of vanity. There is a bit of like self-indulgence like mm. to social media. I think that it has shifted over time and my relation to my relationship towards it has changed drastically, but explaining it to my dad still as a concept. He yeah. can't see it as that. He's like, it is mind boggling to me that people are documenting their lives for, for people. Like yeah. who do they think they are? Like why mm. do they think that other people are interested in them? Yeah. Like that is so much ego to have, <laughs> you know, yeah. think that people care to see what you're doing. And so that's just an interesting narrative because I think there is 
aspects of that, which I'll talk about, but mm. like about portraying a particular life or portraying a particular version of yourself mm. and social media makes that really easy for you to do. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's a great leeway yeah. into how we personally interact with this culture. Yeah. Do you, you want to like- <laughs> I knew that was I gonna know. happen. We we're gonna say, "Do you want to go?" Do first? you want to go first? I can. I'll go first. Yay! I'll be assertive. Woo-hoo. Um. So we were unpacking the that girl trend, and I think now what we're going to be talking about is how that influences us and how we interact with you know the content that we're putting out on our social media. I mean, like. I have like over a thousand followers, <laughs> which is not a lot at all. But you know, no, some but this conversation doesn't just apply any, to yeah, influences, exactly. influences, <laughs> influences. It applies to everyone Anyone. who is engaging with social media, a hundred percent. So I think the that girl culture has really impacted me in ways that are really subtle, and I'm going to use the word insidious, nice. um, which is kind of in ways that are less like overt, really, yeah, again, subtle ways. I think I have this weird fucking thing <laughs> that I will not upload just a a hot photo of myself. It It can't just be hot. It has to be like, what's the word like like by implication a hot photo so it's not Mm. explicitly hot yeah I don't know I just feel weird every time I upload like a thirsty hot girl selfie Mm. and then I don't follow that up with a weird fucking photo of something no I'm saying I feel weird about posting just a hot girl selfie like I've gotten to the point where I will post that hot girl selfie Mm -hmm. but I will follow it up Mm. with a weird fucking photo of something someone like food you're eating an artsy photo of the grass (laughs) (laughs) or an animal or a dog whatever it may be but like that's just the reality Mm. is like I have this discomfort of just uploading a purely hot photo of myself and I think that that girl trend and narrative around like the quirky cute like oh my god I'm chaotic there's more to me than just my look yeah like I promise you like there's so much going for me um that has really impacted me and the type of photos that I post on social media because like god forbid I'm just seen as like Mm. you know a pretty face yeah and I think as well what we were talking about with old school influences. I think we look at that and cringe. Yeah, like hard. Those those people who used to just upload photos of their perfect faces. Mm. I think we're really critical of that because yeah. we're like, that's not real. You don't look yeah. like that all the time. Yeah. Which has then made us really critical of ourselves. And it's 100%. like, if you post just a really hot photo of you, yeah. but don't explain, but I also have a pimple on my face. Yeah. Right? Also, <laughs> I'm quirky, like, yeah. and quirky, weird. Yeah. Then we feel like we're adhering to those like narcissistic yeah. influencer vibes. And it's really annoying because. Like, I'm so aware of it. Like, I completely can see right through myself when I do it. I'm like, oh, Alyssa, you're doing that thing. <laughs> like, fucking hell. But there is something, and I don't think it's like I'm craving the validation necessarily from people responding to that hot photo. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if I'm craving the validation for people to respond to that other photo and be like, 
oh, you know, well, you're more than just that. Yeah, your so, looks. So, yeah, and it's – and that's the weird part is like – Yeah, I think that is somewhat of a sad reality. Yeah. Like I think – because you look how you look. Like yeah. that hot photo of you, you look like that at that time. Hell yeah, I do. You know, you're not portraying <laughs> like a fake version of no. yourself. And and you're allowed to do that and you're allowed to feel good and share that with the world. I know. And I think, you know, we follow certain people. I'm thinking of Claudia Saluski. Mm. She's so gorgeous and she sometimes just posts these like photos where she looks incredible. And yeah. I don't judge her for yeah. it. And I don't think she's narcissistic. Yeah. I think like she just looks fucking hot and that's okay. And she's yeah. sharing that and I'm engaging with that. And like, yeah, that's, that's it. But it's like when it comes to ourselves doing that. Yeah. We, way more critical. Way more critical. Cause the irony is I actually don't think I'm preoccupied necessarily with, yeah, I know that 95% of the people will respond in the way that you respond to Claudia Saluski. Like yeah. if I upload a hot photo of myself, just a hot photo, like people will be like, you know, like blah, 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 blah. Like she's so hot. You look amazing. Yeah. It's the internal monologues that I think are more damaging for me. Like yeah. around, oh, Lisa, like why do you feel like you need to do this? Like yeah. what the fuck? Like blah, blah, blah. But what's funny is that – the follow-up post mm. is still very thought out I know. and still very performative. It's, a, it's all calculated. It's all calculated. <laughs> and so are you waiting for me to talk about the, the birthday post? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> I made a joke. <laughs> I said to Sage that, you know, if you follow me on Instagram, like you'll know this. At Alyssa Cup. <laughs> is it Alyssa Cup 12? Alyssa Cup 1. Alyssa Cup 1. Because <laughs> Alyssa Cup was taken. Okay. Um, but, you know, I – obviously like bestie vibes like wanted to post like a whole assortment like recap of her birthday but like previously to that post I had like you know a cute photo of myself and I have more cute photos of myself that I want to share but I'm like god forbid I share them back to back yeah so I'm gonna fucking post (laughs) some like artsy cute photos from (laughs) my birthday yeah from Sage's birthday but yeah I think this is the thing I'm taking from this conversation and moving forward obviously the narrative of give less fucks like fucking post what you want to post like blah 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 that's obvious I think for me the biggest thing that I'm gonna work on is Obviously, if we've come to the conclusion, everything is performative. Like you're going to see parts of me on social media that aren't actually truly me. They're just like, yeah, parts of me. Mm. I think though, I'm going to try and get rid of a lot of the shame or try like not suppress, but like quiet that quieten, Mm. (laughs) quieten that voice in my head that is like preventing me from like posting those really cute photos because of of a fear that like I'm only just that that bitch yeah but like I actually don't really care yeah if I'm that bitch yeah because like I'm great exactly you're great and you're hot and I think you've come a really long way in a few years ago our friendship group was Mm. super critical of social media and Instagram and like even the thought of just posting a photo of yourself Mm. we were like ew no why would we do that that's really like self-obsessed and Mm. narcissistic but I forgot about that yeah but I think the reality is is like if you're on social media you're going to be engaging with that performative aspect either way yeah like and so unless you're like 
not engaging <laughs> with social media and not on it. I don't want to hear what then you have to say about people's who are on it. And are, yeah, yeah, like if you're on it I and agree. you're engaging, then don't tell people what to post or don't judge people on what they're yeah. posting because you're engaging with it. And obviously it's fucking curated. Obviously yeah. I'm curating my life for you to see right now. Exactly. Like don't come at me because like, oh, I didn't take a photo of me crying. Like maybe that will be next month. Yeah. But like just let me be hot this month. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so that's a recent thing for me that's come up love that for what you. do you think you know in relation to that girl how that's impacted you um and mm. your social media presence mm. well yeah I guess I guess it's funny because some people would probably classify me as like an influencer just because I have like a lot of followers how did you get because I feel like that's a question a lot of people ask us is like how did you build your social media presence well to be completely (laughs) honest it's because I have a famous brother (laughs) and you're also gorgeous no but yeah like we were in high school it was when social media was and Instagram was Mm. like growing and becoming a thing Mm. and Troy was posting his YouTube videos and I would sometimes appear and then sometimes appear in his Instagram Mm. and so by nature of that I then accumulated followers yeah and so I think because of that Mm. I always thought okay these people follow me because of Troy which is totally fair and totally (laughs) fine but because I I didn't build this audience based on a certain aesthetic or like on my personal the things that I'm doing Mm. and like I wasn't a makeup artist I wasn't a, a daily vlogger or whatever I didn't classify myself as an influencer. Yeah. I was just like this girl, like the sister of this boy who (laughs) somehow got these followers. And yeah, I think that has definitely played on me. Mm. But then also, I'm not going to lie, but I think the performative nature of social media and Instagram has made me, it it makes me feel weird. Mm. Like to be an influencer, I commend those people. Like it is hard work. Like Mm. it's like every day they're getting dressed up, they're going, they're taking photos (laughs) of themselves, which is totally fine. But I've done that before and it it doesn't feel right to me because most days I look shit or most days I, it's uh, like just most days it's hard to, yeah, just put on a full face of makeup or like look cool all the time. Like, so Mm. I think I felt like a disconnect between between posting those things and like who I truly am. And I think that's also to say like it's important to give context. Like you have tried. Like I yeah. remember when we were living in LA together, you were really trying to do that and yeah. kind of grow your presence online. And I remember you'd say to me, you're like, I just don't know. Like, no, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's like when you film yourself. Yeah. Like I like being in front of the camera, but it's yeah. really tiring. And it's, yeah. and it's a version of myself that requires a lot of energy. Yeah. And so I just don't think it was. it's right for me. Yeah. And I really value like human connection. And I, I think social media is a really great platform to, uh, you know, I went through a phase where I was like maybe – I want to grow my audience so that Mm. I can raise awareness for really good things. Mm. And I think that's a great part of social media. But at the end of the day, to grow an audience... You need that motivation. You need that motivation. Mm. And also the photos that would get the most amount of likes on my Instagram were photos of myself, Mm. were photos of the makeup that I was wearing or the Mm. clothes that I was wearing. And yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't want... I'm not going to lie, but I think I felt self-obsessed when Mm. I was doing it because I'm like god 
to create content that's just about me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not that special. Like, there's so many other... But that's literally my thought process with uploading also like a hottie photo. I know it's so different because you have like you're kind of in a way creating a brand, mm. but there is a bit of imposter syndrome in there. Like why why mm. am I doing this? You know, why yeah. me? Yeah. But I think now that I've accepted, okay, I'm yeah. not an influencer. I'm not going to be spending my time going out, taking photos. I don't necessarily feel that. Like I just uploaded some birthday photos and the first photo I posted was of me Mm. and I didn't care because I'm not trying to show to people that I'm like perfect like that's what I look like on that day you took a cute photo like you took that photo and like I accepted it for that and didn't care like posted it and Mm. I think there's a balance but of like being able to share yourself when you're looking hot and maybe you want to meet that as well with like or maybe you want to share photos where you also kind of look funny and quirky or whatever yeah but I just think we learning to not be so critical Mm. when you do upload a cute photo of yourself is important. Yeah. And I think for you, like, I think will correct me if I'm wrong, (laughs) but like, I think like you've grown so much in how you've like related to Instagram in particular. Like I feel like years ago you were very torn with like, you know, what people were saying around like your social media presence or like if you had brand deals, feeling like a guilt, you know, if you wanted to upload a freaking brand that, God forbid, they were paying you to actually do, you know, that work. And I think now you can recognize it as, yeah, maybe it's a little side thing that I do that's Mm. like gives me some income. Maybe it's also a way that I'm sharing cute photos of my life and my friends. Maybe it's another way as well that, you know, if I want to have a rant, if I want to review a croissant, I'll fucking upload a video. Yeah. But like, it's by no means all of me. It's just like a part of me. And I think that's where like we keep on saying this with the whole performative aspect that I feel like you've really internalized that. And that's like alleviated a lot of you know, discomfort and stress for you. No, that's so true. I think when I was trying to do the influencing, Mm. I thought I have to be real on social media, which made it impossible because what what we've realized is it's a performance. Yeah. So I was like obsessed with being super real, super authentic, but it still wasn't truly super real or super authentic because I, yeah, just being in front of a camera is not a natural thing. Yeah. And so when I realized that, mm. like now I'm just more chilled about it because I think once you accept, yeah, okay, this is a version of me. That yeah. is what social media is. It's like I'm trying to be authentic. I'm trying to be transparent, but like it's going to be construed like blah, like so many different ways, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So how are we applying inspiration to this? Well, like I feel inspired yeah, I'm going to post my hot girl yeah, photo. Yeah, good, you should. <laughs> I yeah. messaged Sage like a few days ago. I was like, what photo should I post? <laughs> no, 100% you should. Yeah. Like I, I also feel inspired in that way. Like, like I actually like who – the reality is no one really gives a shit. Exactly. Like, yes, maybe – you know, you're doing it for particular reasons. Yes, I'm single. Like maybe I'm thirst trapping, like want to upload them photos, like whatever. But like, honestly, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> And I think something that's important to say is we perform in in our real life as All well. All aspects, yeah. Like 
you know, when we go out, yeah. when we hit the town, <laughs> when it's not fucking lockdown, I will be performing that I don't have social anxiety. Yes, <laughs> you, exactly. Or we'll be wearing very, very cute outfits. Yeah. Like we'll be putting on makeup. We will be performing a certain version of ourselves. Yeah. And that's fine. Yeah. Literally, my therapist would be really proud of this conversation because <laughs> she's always like, recognize these traits as parts of yourself. They yeah. don't comprise, com- comprise, that's the word. They don't comprise all of you. Mm. They don't define you. They're mm. just all different parts. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And I think also tying it back to, because I'm sure a lot of you follow these influences and, you mm. know, those those type of gals. Yeah. I think like if you can take away, well, at least what I'm taking away is although it's real and like although I believe that that's probably what they do with their day, they're also a human being with complex emotions, with Mm. so many other things going on in their life that Mm -hmm. we're not exposed to and to recognize that because then I think you'll I'll feel less pressure in like wanting to achieve their life because I'm like oh wait they also are not as perfect as we think they are yeah um so I don't need to be as perfect yeah and also we'll be less harsh on them yeah in meeting these standards and expectations totally so that's what I'm taking away I feel like that's a really good summary because yeah by no means are we saying don't consume this content Mm -mm. we're the biggest consumers of this content where I think it just comes with a degree of awareness and I keep on fucking up this saying but like whatever take it take it with a grain of salt I don't know why I always want to say take it as a grain of salt no, as take can- it as a grain of salt. Take it with a grain, grain of, of salt. salt. Exactly. So with that being said, <laughs> I was going to go cheers, but then we have oh, no more We've run wine. out of wine. Cheers. cheers. And an empty glass of wine. Oh, that's a bit depressing. <laughs> Not going to work. Okay. Cool. Let's wrap it up. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. I'm sure a lot of you speak about these things with your friends. Like, yeah. we are so... Like influencer culture, social media is so a part of our lives now that I just think it's fun to analyze it. And it's really funny because also this could be a niche that Sage and I are like, you know, these are conversations that we obviously always have, but like we're assuming that everyone also gets this shit. Yeah. But if you have a friend who you know will love tuning in because they are obsessed with this culture as well <laughs> they send yeah. it to them yeah <laughs> yeah 100% pass it on pass Show it on the love. and in the meantime we'll see you next week yeah and next week we may have a special guest <laughs> <laughs> okay love you love you bye bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.